Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Today we're going to talk about motivation. Somebody said there are three kinds of people in any organization. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who have no idea what's happening. Well, you got to have motivation, you got to make things happen, but you got to find the right motivation to make things happen. If you're bored, it's a sure sign that you're looking for outside stimulation or somebody on the outside to tell you what to do. You got to find your own motivation and better yet, find the motivation to express what God wants you to become. So let's get started. We're going to be talking about boredom and what it means from a spiritual perspective. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Saved from Negativity. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. I remember a long time ago, well, not so long ago, but uh, yeah, sort of a long time ago, but not so long ago, I was in Chicago. I was a young man and I was working at corporate headquarters in Chicago. And I met a nice lady there. And yeah, we dated. She was a nice person. And I remember one time we were, we were sitting there in a restaurant, I think, and all around us people were smoking. Back then everybody could smoke in a restaurant. But anyway, we looked around us and I saw so many people smoking. And I said, well, why are they all smoking? Then I came up with some theory, and she said, no, that's not it. She said, they're bored. They're getting rid of boredom. And uh, I realized that what she said was true. But all these years, I have never really understood it until just right this morning, right now, a few minutes ago, as I turned the microphone on and began to speak, I suddenly realized what boredom is. Boredom is a hypnotic state where you sit there. Look, some of you have seen a stage hypnotist uh, perform, you know, at a nightclub or maybe at some some gathering or maybe some uh, convention that you had at your, your company's convention or something. You've seen a stage hypnotist. And it's always the same thing. They do like a hand clasp test or something with the audience. And then the ones that are, that have their hands clasped together and can't take them apart. Well, they're the, they're the ones that are easiest to hypnotize. Probably they were already were hypnotized. And then they, they come up to the front and then there they are. And then, uh, the, uh, per, the hypnotist does uh, various, uh, stunts and uh, it's all kind of fun but it's and it's very fascinating and interesting but what i wanted to, to say is that when the person is hypnotized on the stage they're sitting there hypnotized they're not asleep they're just sitting there and but they are in uh, under the hypnotic influence of the of the hypnotist so um, he will do something with one of the people and the other ones are just sitting there but while the other ones are just sitting there they just sit there in a kind of a quiet, motivationless, lethargic state, awaiting instructions, waiting for a cue about what to do, with nothing in mind other 
then to respond to whatever the instructions might be to them. And you see them there, they kind of have a blank, sometimes a kind of a blank expression on their face. They're very mild, they're very quiet, and they're just waiting for the hypnotist who has them under his power to to tell them what to do. They're waiting to be told what to do. Well, that's the hypnotic state, or at least that's, that's a part of it. So what is boredom? Boredom is sitting there in a hypnotic state, a hypnotic trance, perhaps a mild one. So it's undetectable. You can't really tell the person is in it, but, but he or she is. They're just sitting there waiting for a stimulus. The stimulus is what gets them to act. Do you see? So they're waiting for the hypnotist to snap his fingers or to come and put his hand on their forehead, or to speak to them and with words telling them what to do. You understand they're waiting for the stimulus. And when the stimulus comes, then they act. So the person who is bored has no motivation other than perhaps to look for some kind of direction, for some sort of stimulus. So without divine motivation... Without inspiration from your Creator, which you receive in the aware state, you are without proper motivation and you need motivation. So you've got to have stimuluses around, you've got to have problems. If you weren't in a trance, you would not know boredom. You would not overreact to stress, you would just notice it. And then you would respond with what comes to you from within, if any response is needed. And gentle inward stimulation or inspiration from your Creator. Do you understand? So you've got to find that. And when you are awake, you then can also become aware and receive direction from your Creator. Now you're getting direction from the outside, from problems that stimulate you, from the cigarette, from slow traffic that irritates you, from drugs that stimulate you. Do you understand? You need direction from your Creator. And gentle inward intuitive stimulation or inspiration from your Creator. So now we're going to take a little break and then we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you some more clues so that you can find your way out of this, this dream time that you've walked in in most of your life. Become fully awake and then beyond that, aware. And not only aware of reason and be able to act with wisdom, but to have moment by moment intuitive guidance from your Creator. Do you have a question for Roland? If so, Call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your message. And Roland may answer your question on the air. Hi everyone, welcome. 
This program is going to be a very special one because I'm going to update you on the state of the world. And in a nutshell, it's not so good. But we knew that, didn't we? As a matter of fact, things are proceeding just the way they're supposed to. You see, in the beginning, a separation occurred between God and the human race. It was Adam and Eve, they began it. And ever since, we are born of the lineage of Adam and Eve. So as we are born, we inherit Adam's nature and Eve's nature. And in order for there to be a serious, helpful change, something else must come into the world. See, the other thing that provision was made, so God God saw what happened. In fact, he knew it was going to happen. But I want you to see that God made provision for salvation. First thing he did was he created love. And the only way he could create love was by giving people a choice. They could choose him or turn their back on him and choose something else or someone else. They could love the truth or not love the truth. See, they could love what's right or not love what's right. And so he created love. The next thing he did is he planned from the beginning for salvation. And he knew that the fallen system, the worldly system... So, after Adam and Eve fell, for the remainder of history, everyone and everything who did not find salvation would remain subject to the fallen system, because that's all there is. Unless something else comes into the world, and you can somehow find that and find salvation, something has to be added which is not of this world. Because once again, I emphasize, when the separation occurred between the human race and God, from that point on, Everything that occurred throughout all of history, except for those few times when God intervened or brought light or rescued people, everything was a fallen mess. That's what you get, a mess. What do you get when people separate from what is right? from what is true, from what is good. What do you get? A mess. What do you get when the family divorces and dad goes away and mom's all alone with the kids and pretty soon mom is all angry and upset and the kids are ruled over by impatient teachers and the educational system and so on and so forth. What do you get? A mess. What do you get when you go somewhere that's godless? That's right. You go... You have to go and get involved with some institution that's godless. Then what do you get? A mess. You're lucky if you can get out alive. That's how bad it is. And it has to be. Why? Because God is not 
in it. Now, throughout history, God has been slow. He slowly prepared the way. He prepared people, and he prepared the way for something very special to enter the world that could save people from this mess. And what came into the world, you know, it's kind of, you remember that movie E.T.? Well, you get the idea of something coming from afar, from beyond, from another world, but something good. Something good. Well, you know what? I think it touched people's hearts because we know that we need to be saved. You need to be saved even from yourself, from your own negativity and your hang-ups and your compulsions and your angers and your resentments of people and your selfishness. You need to be saved from it. And it's God sent something into the world. It came into the world and was born in the world. And it was from God to save people. And of course, it was Christ. It's so beautiful. But now here's the thing. This salvation is for those people who deep down in their hearts love the truth. And it's for those people who are chosen by God. None can come unto me unless my Father draw them, Christ said. So God has to draw you. And how will, how will it come to pass that he draws you? And it can happen. It can happen to anybody out there right now listening in. In fact, he probably, he may already be drawing you right now. Here's a reminder to follow your intuition and do God's will, rather than ambitiously setting goals for yourself. This is Jeremiah Trujillo with a reminder to stay relaxed, avoid tension, and don't be stressed out. When you seek to follow principles and do what is right, then good fortune will befall you at the right time. So... How does it come to pass that God draws you? Well, there comes a time in people's lives when they sort of hit rock bottom. Yeah, maybe they're in the gutter. Maybe they're homeless. Maybe they have a catastrophic disease or ailment or something really bad happens. But it doesn't have to be that. It can simply be that you, one morning you get up and you go out into the world and you go to work and what have you, and then after work, 
you go walking through the streets. Maybe you go to where there's people shopping. And you see all the people. And you see that it's, it's basically loveless. Yeah, there's a lot of activity going on. But there's no love there. Something is missing. And you begin to search for what's missing. You go to the shopping centers. You go to the, to the stores. You go to college, take a class. You go to a seminar. You go to the bar. You go to the radio and scan around. You go here and you go there. Something is missing. And yeah, a lot of people talk about this, talk about that. They sound very very good, but something's missing. And then you know what? In some mystical moment, your soul yearns for the truth. You yearn for it. It's not there in the world, but you yearn for it. And God hears that cry, and he answers. And he turns up the light a little bit. You begin to see your boo-boos. Yeah, you've made a lot of boo-boos. You've always blamed everyone else. Now, all of a sudden, you see your own boo-boo. Yeah, you hated your dad. And you hated your mom. She was always sick, and she was always yelling at you, and she was complaining, and she hated your dad. And you kind of liked your dad, but she hated him. And then and your dad messed up. He went off with some other woman, or he drank, or he was always at work. And then you went to school and there was people there that teased you. And there was some teacher who was mean to you. And for no reason, you couldn't understand it. Well, so you went through life, but you hated them. See, it's that simple. You hated them. Now you see that you're full of hate. Now you understand how they got all messed up. They hated people too when they were kids. That's how they lost it. So now you just don't want to hate anymore. And you cry out for answers and God answers. God answers your plea and salvation begins. And yeah, you're going to need a little preparation. A little bit of boot camp little bit of basic training, or a lot of basic training, which consists of every day in God's light, seeing one of your errors. You hated this person, or you resented that person, or you tried to prove something here, or you ignored that person, or you could have been helped this person, but you didn't. And you were selfish and like that. And you begin to see that, that little bit every day. And when you see it, you don't try to deny it. You just see it. And you regret what you see about yourself in God's light. But somehow you know that God's light is there. See, doesn't light come into the world? It comes into the world from the stars, from the sun. How many million miles does the light come from the sun and from the stars? It comes into the world. 
and brightens everything and warms everything. And God sends his spiritual light into the world. And it enlightens and it warms. And yeah, for people who hate the light, it burns. It burns them or it burns what's in them. See, the other thing is that when you go out into the world, you don't realize that there's something lurking in people. Yeah, you see the you see people, you see there they are, and they have a smile on their face and have a certain hairstyle and they have certain clothes and what have you, but something is lurking in them. It got into them somehow. It wants to get into you. So that's the other problem with this fallen world separated from God. find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. So now I think you've got the idea. You need to be saved. And that, that is why Christ came. He came to save us from our sins. And as, and as I began to say, you go through some preparation and you are made ready to recognize him. And you are made ready to be one of his. Yeah, you already are, but you need some you need some some work. God takes care of it. Now, here's the other thing I want to tell you today. You can't save yourself. You can't make yourself good. You can't make yourself right. Stop putting on a show for other people. Don't put on a show for God. Don't try to impress him. Don't try to get all emotional and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Just don't do anything. But sit quietly and let his light shine upon you. That's all you have to do. He will do the work. Got it? All right. So that's what I wanted to say to you today. And I hope that, uh, I hope that it's good for you. Now, what do I have for you? Well, I have... Something new that I made. It's called, it's a little, well, what is it called? It's called sitting quietly. It's a little hand warming exercise. It's a biofeedback exercise. It's sitting quietly, learning to pay attention to your hand or your hands. It's, it's very simple. But I want you to give it a try because it helps you to recognize God's light. See, I'll leave you with one more thing. God, 
God rarely talks to us. He shines his light upon things. And you just see, like when you were a little child, you just saw, you sat at dinner table and you saw that your mommy was angry. And you just saw it. And you saw that your dad was angry and you just saw it. Nobody had to tell you that they were angry. You just saw it. And you knew there was something wrong with that. Or you saw somebody teasing somebody else. You went to school and one kid was being mean to another kid. You saw that there was something wrong with that. Nobody had, you didn't have to ask anybody or go to school or take a course or do anything. You just had to see it. That's all. And you knew. And then you saw something that was sweet and good and you just knew that it was. Well, that's your intuition that's wordless. See? And so you, you have that. And the more of it, see, you already have it, but you just need to pay attention to it. And so, in your mind will be thoughts. A voice that talks to you like your own, it sounds like your own voice. You think it's your own conscience, but it's not. It's a false conscience. And it talks to you. And it argues, and it reasons, and it gives you all the reasons why you're not good enough, and why God hates you, and why it's not going to work, and why this doesn't work, and that doesn't work, and why you should just go off and forget about trying to about God, and forget about being right, and nobody cares. And it gives you all oh, so it just endlessly arguing, and it's very clever. It is so clever. It, these thoughts. Um, Words come into your mind. But I want you to just start to sit quietly and become aware of your hands and watch those thoughts. You just question them. Where'd that come from? And just watch it and let it pass. Don't argue with the thought. Don't try to figure it out. So don't even ask yourself where that come from. Just, just watch it. Stand back and watch it. And they'll go on and on and on. You know, like if you're, you, um, remember when you were a little kid and you were sitting at the, at the dinner table or something, and your parents were talking this and that, and they were talking and talking, and there was somebody, get some other person there, and they were all talking, talking, talking. It just went in one ear and out the other. You were thinking about playing, what you were going to do, and you just didn't even pay attention to what they were saying. It was just like noise. That's all it was, noise. Well, let that voice in your mind just be noise. It's always misled you. But instead, sit quietly. And, and then, when you just see, when you just know without words, you just know wordlessly, somehow in your heart, you just know something, that's from God. Okay? It's very beautiful. It's called your intuition. Just become a friend of your intuition and you'll be a friend of God. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.